I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the eighth episode of the series "Fabulous Foods," we delve into our privileged idea of taboo foods, the tradition of eating meat in the Ramayana and Mahabharat, and how does the idea of dharma reconcile eating meat? The rats, which are strong black, born in the fields and river banks, are called maiga. These are fried in hot oil, holding with the tail till the hair is removed. After washing with hot water, the stomach is cut and the inner parts are cooked with amla or sour mango and salt. Or the rat is kept on iron rods and fired on red hot coal till the outer skin is burnt or shrinks. When the rat is cooked well. Salt, jeera or cumin, and sothi, a flour made from lentils, are sprinkled and relished. Did that gross you out? Did you immediately think that this recipe must come from people who are primitive or uncivilized, those who must be living in jungles, or did your caste privilege made you associate it with the food of the lower castes and Dalits? Because if you did, you would be dead wrong. This recipe actually comes from the book Manasulasa, which means happiness of the mind. Happiness of the mind. Or a treatise on how to be a medieval Indian king. It was penned by the Western Chalukya king Someshwara III, who ruled in the 12th century in modern-day Karnataka. Yes, the roast black rat recipe belongs to a royal kitchen. Some other recipes from those times include blood-filled sausages, goat's head in sour gruel. grilled stomach membrane and barbecued river rats but let's move to a more familiar territory the delicious kebabs here is a recipe lamb or goat is cut into small pieces which are mixed with hing turmeric ginger and strung onto iron skewers the kebabs are turned constantly over hot coals and flavored with salt and pepper once cooked this dish is called bhaditrakam it's tasty light and wholesome and stimulates the appetite in another recipe the meat is marinated with the sour substance and hing and then mixed with ginger juice coriander ground mace dana and ground jeera the mixture is cooked in ghee until the liquid dries up and then flavored with pepper this recipe does not come from the kitchens of the mughals but again from manasulasa So the roasted black rat recipe is from a royal kitchen and recipes for kebabs existed way before the Mughals came into India. But there is something more fundamental to these recipes. The fact that meat eating in India has existed for centuries. A Pew Research Center survey conducted in 2019-20 revealed that 39% of India identifies as vegetarian. While the number is significant, by no means one should conclude that India is largely vegetarian. Interestingly, vegetarianism itself varies by region. Even among Hindus, the majority in northern, central and western India say they are vegetarians. 
while this is much rarer in the east, northeast and the south. In a country where food politics is used to prosecute minorities, it is important to remember that amongst the majoritarian Hindus, only 44% identify as vegetarians. Our vegetarianism is deeply linked to class, caste and religion. Crusaders for vegetarianism argue that meat eating came into India owing to foreign influences, right from transnational traders to the Delhi Sultanate and the Mughals to the British. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Let's delve into the most sacred of Indian epics, the Mahabharat. The men beheld countless dishes of mutton, pork, venison and other meats cooked in fruit juices and fried in butter, with cloves, caraway seeds and lentils simmering gently in them. The trees dripped with honey and the lakes were filled with sparkling wine maitreya and banked with dressed foods such as deer, chickens and peacocks. This is how the Mahabharat describes a banquet given by Ram's father, King Dashrath. Another description of the feast given by King Yudhishthir goes, Clean cooks, under the supervision of diligent stewards, served large pieces of meat roasted on spits, meat cooked as stews and sauces made of tamarind and pomegranate, young buffalo calves roasted on spits with ghee dripping on them. All these kings were Kshatriyas, the warrior caste, and thereby meat was central to their diet. A large number of restrictions came from the Brahmins, the priestly caste, who, with very notable exceptions, did not consume meat. But even traditionally, consumption or dealing with meat was not against dharma. The Mahabharata is illuminating in this regard. Once a Brahmin asks a pious butcher how he can follow such a cruel profession. One of the arguments the butcher offers is to say that he is following his own profession, his dharma, which itself is a meritorious act. He goes on to say that even farmers do great harm to animal life by ploughing the earth while countless creatures are living. The earth and the air all swarm with living organisms which are unconsciously destroyed by men from mere ignorance. And even the oldest known cookbook in India has clear reference to meat dishes. The mythical Nala, the king of Nishad, is said to be the author of the first Indian cookbook, Pakasastra, The Science of Cooking. A series of events reduced him to the role of charioteer for the king of Ayodhya, Rituparna. He prepared a meal with such success that he became head of the king's kitchen and eventually regained his own throne. His recipes were documented in a Sanskrit text called Pakadarpasa or Nalapaka, a work in 760 verses divided into 11 chapters. Interestingly, this could be one of the key reasons that cooks in northern and particularly western India are called Maharaj honoring the king-turned-cook, Nala. For someone who has spent almost all his life in Western India, the irony is unmissable. A large majority of affluent Gujaratis, specifically Gujarati Jains, would have a Maharaj who would come and cook for the entire family. The Maharaj would accompany them on family trips where he could cook Jain food for a busload of people. The original Maharaj, King Nala, in his cookbook, describes in detail how one must cook mamsa or meat. Taboo foods, meat eating since ancient times, or the contested origins and evolution of food. Each of these exist because India is not a monolith. It has diverse influences 
and what became acceptable to eat or more importantly not eat was a reflection of the times there is hardly any food which is inherently acceptable or not acceptable all that matters is the lens through which we look at it we live in an increasingly polarized india and we must retain all the lenses our wonderful country has to offer if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yv travel 42 on instagram <laughs>